Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by W.H. Auden. It's called The Shield of Achilles. It was first published in 1952 and is a title work of a collection published in 1955. This collection won the U.S. National Book Award for Poetry in 1956. It is, of course, a reflection or a description of the shield that Achilles carried in the Iliad in Homer's epic. It's a fairly long poem, so I'm going to dive right in and hopefully I'll have a moment to uh, offer a quick, a couple of quick observations about it before reading it again. So here it is, The Shield of Achilles by W.H. Auden. She looked over his shoulder for vines and olive trees, marble well-governed cities and ships upon untamed seas, but there on the shining metal his hands had put instead an artificial wilderness and a sky like lead. A plain without a feature, bare and brown, no blade of grass, no sign of neighborhood, nothing to eat and nowhere to sit down, yet congregated on its blankness stood an unintelligible multitude, a million eyes, a million boots in line without expression, waiting for a sign. Out of the air a voice without a face proved by statistics that some cause was just in tones as dry and level as the place. No one was cheered and nothing was discussed. Column by column in a cloud of dust they marched away, enduring a belief whose logic brought them somewhere else to grief. She looked over his shoulder for ritual pieties, white flower garlanded heifers, libation and sacrifice. But there in the shining metal where the altar should have been, she saw by his flickering forge light quite another scene. Barbed wire enclosed an arbitrary spot where board officials lounged, one cracked a joke, and sentries sweated for the day was hot. A crowd of ordinary, decent folk watched from without and neither moved nor spoke as three pale figures were led forth and bound to three posts driven upright in the ground. The mass and majesty of the world, all that carries weight and always weighs the same, lay in the hands of others. They were small and could not hope for help, and no help came. What their foes liked to do was done. Their shame was all the worst could wish. They lost their pride and died as men before their bodies died. She looked over his shoulder for athletes at their games, men and women in a dance, moving their sweet limbs, quick, quick to music. But there on the shining shield, his hands had set no dancing floor, but a weed-choked field. A ragged urchin, aimless and alone, loitered about that vacancy. A bird flew up to safety from his well-aimed stone. The girls are raped, the two boys knife a third were axioms to him, who'd never heard of any world where promises were kept, or one could weep because another wept. The thin-lipped armorer Hephaestus hobbled away. Thetis of the shining breast cried out in dismay at what the god had wrought to please her son, the strong, iron-hearted man slaying Achilles who would not live long. With the uh, World War One poems, uh, plus this, it's been some dark poems going on here, I suppose. One of the things that you'll notice if you read this poem, as opposed to just hearing it, and you may have picked up on it as I was reading, is that there are two different stands of forms in this poem. There are some with shorter lines and some with longer lines, and the shorter lines are the stanzas uh, in which we get Thetis, Achilles' mother, what she's wanting out of the shield, the things, the sort of lyrical, pleasant things that she's hoping for, the things that she hopes will inspire Achilles. And the longer lines are the ones in between that are actually much more full of despair. 
their scenes of barrenness. And uh, I think I read somewhere uh, the word impersonal being referenced to them. Um, their scenes of war uh, and their scenes uh, that are starkly contrasting what she's actually hoping out of it. Uh, it's certainly, I suppose, a commentary on Alden's part of of the the Iliad itself, um, some of the themes there. It's a reflection rather on on what's going on in that poem. But it's also a uh, a reflection on the world that Alden sees around him, a world torn up by war, uh, two world wars, which he had been, um, which he had seen going on around him. But it's also the the warfare in the in the Iliad runs into it. It's merged in Thetis's mind with a sort of sense of flourishing and of community and of peace even like that they that you go from war to peace that they that they feed into one another in, in a sense but in those intervening stanzas there is this sense of despair and that despair is more representative of what Auden is seeing as as the modern sense of of war and the modern world itself um it's pure violence and it seems to lack hope or perhaps it lacks hope so that's something to look out for i'll read it one more time and then that'll be all for today the shield of Achilles, once more. She looked over his shoulder for vines and olive trees, marble well-governed cities and ships upon untamed seas. But there on the shining metal his hands had put instead an artificial wilderness and a sky like lead. A plain without a feature, bare and brown, no blade of grass, no sign of neighborhood, nothing to eat and nowhere to sit down. Yet congregated on its blankness stood an unintelligible multitude, a million eyes, a million boots in line without expression, waiting for a sign. Out of the air a voice without a face proved by statistics that some cause was just in tones as dry and level as the place. No one was cheered and nothing was discussed. Column by column in a cloud of dust they marched away, enduring a belief whose logic brought them somewhere else to grief. She looked over his shoulder for ritual pieties, white flower garlanded heifers, libation and sacrifice. But there on the shining metal where the altar should have been, she saw by his flickering forge light quite another scene. Barbed wire enclosed an arbitrary spot where bored officials lounged, one cracked a joke, and sentries sweated for the day was hot. A crowd of ordinary decent folk watched from without and neither moved nor spoke as three pale figures were led forth and bound to three posts driven upright in the ground. The mass and majesty of this world, all that carries weight and always weighs the same, lay in the hands of others. They were small and could not hope for help, and no help came. What their foes liked to do was done, their shame was all the worst could wish. They lost their pride and died as men before their bodies died. She looked over his shoulder for athletes at their games, men and women in a dance, moving their sweet limbs quick, quick to music. But there in the shining shield, his hands had set no dancing floor, but a weed-choked field. A ragged urchin, aimless and alone, loitered about that vacancy. A bird flew up to safety from his well-aimed stone. The girls are raped. The two boys' knife a third were axioms to him, who'd never heard of any world where promises were kept or one could weep because another wept. The thin-lipped armorer Hephaestus hobbled away. Thetis of the shining breast cried out in dismay what the god had wrought to please her son, the strong iron-hearted man-slaying Achilles, who would not live long.
This has been The Daily Poem. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back tomorrow with another one. Thank you.